Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Praise, give the Lord a praise offering in this place. Hallelujah, Father, we praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Bless you. Hallelujah, Father. Well, good morning, church. You may be seated. Thank you to the bands. What a wonderful weekend we're having here at Little Falls. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Got to be on fire today, church. <laughs> good morning. Morning, Pastor Harold. I've not greeted my pastor this morning. And uh, what a wonderful day it is. I mean, the jackets are out, but you all look cozy. Praise God. <laughs> but we're in for a message. God wants to say things to his church and he wants to make it personal today. The Lord wants to speak to every single person here. So get ready. Amen. And I just want to say, Pastor Harold, thank you for your investment in our lives. Truly, you know, God has given us the best and more. And I thought this morning the, the powerful message, that could have just been a powerful sermon which Mort gave about you know, our offerings and our tithes. And we need, we need to take those things serious because it builds faith. You know, we need to write down the things that Mort said. Mort could have written a massive book through all of these years. But let's get into God's Word. My title is, He Who Overcomes. He Overcomes. And I'm challenging every person here to become an overcomer. God wants every person. That is his full plan for your life. And it's one thing we need to take serious, that God has a plan for me specifically. And I've got to take it serious, and I have to, I have to implement certain strategies into my life so that I might overcome. That the power of God might manifest in my life. There's a lot I can say, but I just want to read you something first. Sit back, put on the seatbelts, and let's get going. One day, a young disciple of Christ, desiring to fully receive all that God had for him, visited the home of an elderly Christian. This is a good, just listen here. He had heard that this old man had never lost his love for Christ over all of the years that he served God. The elderly man was sitting on a porch with his dog, taking in the beautiful sunset. The young man posed this question to the man. Why is it, sir, that so many Christians zealously chase after God during the first two years of their conversion, but then fall into complacent ritual just by going to church once or twice a week. And then they end up not looking any different than the people in the world out there. And the young man said to the older man, I have heard that you are not like that. The old man smiled and replied, let me tell you a story. One day I was sitting here quietly in the sun with my dog. Suddenly a large white rabbit ran across the field in front of us. 
Well, the dog jumped up and took after this big white rabbit. He chased the rabbit over the hills with passion. Soon, other dogs joined with him, attracted by his barking. What a sight it was as the pack of dogs ran barking across the creeks, up the stony embankments and through the thickets and thorns. Gradually, however, one by one, the other dogs dropped out of the pursuit, discouraged by the cause, frustrated by the chase. Only my dog continually, continued hotly in pursuit of the white rabbit. In that story, young man, lies the answer. The young man sat confused and said, I don't understand. What is the connection between the rabbit chase and your quest for God? The old man said, you fail to understand the following because you fail to ask the question, why did, didn't the other dogs continue with the chase? The answer is quite simple. They did not see the rabbit. They just ran after the noise until they could not see anything and then they stopped the chase. There is a big prize waiting in our lives if we start chasing after God. But I mean really chase after the purposes of God. Then we will see that we remove the noises and the facts about God's presence becomes real in our lives. And that seeking should never ever stop in a person's life. So the question is, today, this morning, right before Pentecost, what is my real spiritual condition? Really? Because with the mindset we currently have, or I currently have, or we currently have, if we go into, with a certain mindset, into a supposed to be revival, I will not get anything from God. But when I open my heart and get myself ready to receive, then there's a place, then there's a prize. There's always been a prize, specifically when it came to Pentecost. Through all the years we have been here at Little Falls, one of the highlights to me is Pentecost. Because I've always said, Lord, you will give me something. There is something specifically for me and for my life. And because of taking those things serious and seeking God in my life, I've experienced as the years goes on that there came a certain fire that will not quench. We absolutely refuse to become timid. Do you make such decisions? Do you make strong decisions regarding your spiritual life, but decisions that cost you something? We cannot grow spiritually if we don't make strong decisions. We cannot let weather, COVID, nothing stop us from getting into God's presence. Absolutely nothing. You know, through the years, I literally, I've, 
as I said previously, my kids were under these chairs, but to church we came evening, morning, night, no matter what. They paid the price with us. Now they are blessed because of their parents' commitment. But it never stops there. You see, God can only use people that's on fire. God cannot use a person. I've never seen a person that's lackadaisy, that's got all the potential that God will use such a person. But no matter your qualification, no matter what you've experienced in life, if you, if you just stand up and say, Lord, use me. What a prize. What a prize to see people coming to salvation in your life. What a prize to see that your prayers are answered. What a prize to experience the loving hand of God on a person's life. What a prize going after God. But I, get to, I have to get to the Word. I'm, I'm full of the Word. Pastor, it's so heavy to spend a week in preparation and not getting to this pulpit. So church, let us first go to 1 John 5 from verse 4. 1 John 5 from verse 4. For whatever, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. There are certain things in a person's life that only you must and can birth. And it's your responsibility and make it the main aim of your life to seek after those things. Hidden within you, there might be an evangelist hidden. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is hidden inside of us. But if the fire of God does not burn away the things that should not be there, we would never get to the place where you experience the prize of the upward call. The things that are important to God, that those things should start manifesting in my life. But it must be a prize. There must be a, a payment, some energy, some time focused, spent. You see, when the world throws everything in our way, everything, no matter what the world throws in your way, God has an answer for that, to get over that. Do you really believe it? I believe it. There is no problem that could come to me and you that we cannot get over. But the time you spend before the mountain it just needs a little bit of faith to get over that mountain. Just a little bit. It's like an atom. When you split an atom, this, the scientific world thought they had everything worked out until they split an atom. And then they said there must be a God. How is it that the greatest power is hidden in the smallest things? But it starts with a small commitment and that thing starts growing in your life. And then there's just you and God. Nothing will stand in your way. Nothing. 
absolutely nothing. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I give you a new spirit and a new heart. If you have a new spirit and a new heart, you are ready to be on fire for your God. I can understand if a person, you, you, there's no fire inside of you because a person might not know Christ. But to know Christ is really to be on fire for your God. Really, that's what it means. Timidness must go finally in a person's life. The things of this world must go. It, it's got to be dealt with once and for all. Because then what, raises, what God raises up there by His grace is the answer to your family, to your friends, to your workplace. The answer is you and you being on fire for your God. And in 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul mentions here, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you by the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now all of us, we can quote the Scripture. Everybody, it's so easy to quote the Scripture. But when last have you properly stirred yourself up? Come on, church. There need to be a stirring right before we go into Pentecost. There need to be a serious stirring in their lives. Now, what is this stirring? You see, there's a little flame in us that's busy burning. And you have the flame. And that's the Holy Spirit burning on the inside of us. But to stir that thing up, you don't know what will happen to you. But it's powerful once that flame starts burning on the inside of a person. If you've never experienced it ever in your life, come on, there need to be a stirring. It's like a pot of food. How many of you cook? All of you, you're alive, I can see that. How many men here cook? <laughs> Here's the thing about food. You cut it up, you put it in front of you. It has the potential to taste good but it's got to go into the heat. Once it goes into the heat, you don't just throw it inside there and walk away. <laughs> Have you ever tried that? It doesn't work. But the moment you start stirring, then there's a mixing, then there's flavor coming. And if you stir yourself up, that is, and it cannot happen without prayer. Last week, I put a challenge out to the church to pray one hour in tongues every morning. I don't know how many of you did it. <laughs> I know it's hard for some people. It's got to be on a taxi, four o'clock in the morning, and I do understand that. But that's the stirring of the Spirit of God in our lives when we take the time to pray about our lives, to say, Father God, please, I cannot be the same as I was last year. I need something fresh. I need something new in my life. Can you say that? Can you speak with passion to yourself? <laughs> do you ever do that? How many times I have to address myself? George Brennan, get out of this bed. <laughs> Come on, go and pray, you lazy thing. Here's the person going to hell. Evangelize now. You know, I talk to myself the whole day. 
Because who's going to talk to you if you don't talk to yourself? I get myself on fire. I don't wait for Pastor Harold to come and tell me, George, wanneer last? When last? Talk to yourself. Say, hey man, lift your bootstraps. Get yourself going. Here's the thing about passion, people. I've watched Pastor Harold and Maud through all of these years. <laughs> Pastor Harold, just between us, Pastor Harold's worse. <laughs> because, you know, the closer we get to that end goal, once you start seeing it, then the fire really gets going inside of you. I've never been 55 in my life, but I love the fact that the grace of God took me to be on fire at 55. Where are you at? Come on, church. Where are you, where are you really at? Have you signed the document, spiritual pension? There's no such document. Okay, here's the thing I wanted to say. You never lose your zeal or your fire. It's something that's always neglected. You cannot lose it. Oops, where's this now? I woke up this morning and suddenly, it's something a person neglects. And if you neglect it long enough, then you will sit there exactly where the enemy wants you. And he wants you badly there. But we need to identify now, this week, in this week. I really believe every single person in this church is coming for the Pentecost. I really believe that, and not for one service, for all of it. So, men, I'm talking to the men now. I don't have to talk to the women. They come automatically. But men, don't let anything stand in your way of coming this time to God and receiving what God has for you? Is there anything that will stand in your way? Maybe a little bit of tiredness. Never let anything stand in your way. So we need to, the Greek word is anazupereo, which means to kindle afresh. Do you want to experience a revival in your life? Just start kindling, just start stirring. Stir that pot long enough, you'll quickly see, man, I want to do more. I, I, I need to do more. I cannot sit another year. I, can't, I, it, I would rather, wait, let's leave that. Verse 13 of the same passage, 2 Timothy 1, it says here, Hold fast to the pattern of the sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you, keep it by the Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of us. That big fire of God that is waiting for your tongue to start speaking. And 1 Peter 1.5 says, here it says, we are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. What is ready to be revealed in the last of days as we are in now? The scripture here in Matthew 24, 19 says here, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations, which means 
that we are still busy with the preaching of the gospel. That is the main focus of our lives. That's why churches exist. Churches do not exist to keep people busy. We've never tried to keep you busy. We've always had the plan that what we are going to keep you busy with should be an advancement of your life and the kingdom of God. There is absolutely nothing in our church that we keep people busy with except for the advancement of your life. Are you busy advancing or are you regressing? I see beautiful faces here today and I, I want to be a challenge to you. I, I would really want to challenge every person here to, to get going with God, to, to be on fire. And to here it says, the love of many will grow cold. Just, just test if your love has grown cold. When last have you evangelized? It is so simple. It is actually so simple. And you'll quickly realize if you open your mouth and talk to people, then you'll quickly see there is an enemy. And he need to be resisted. And he need to be put in his place. And I need to, it is my responsibility in my home and my family to put him in his place properly and solid every day of my life. But if it's not done, there comes an advancement against me, against the fire that burns against me. And that fire, I am responsible for my fire, for my zeal. You cannot just say we love the Lord. Revelation 3.14 says the following. It says here, and this is the Lord now talking to the Laodicean church. And this is where I got my title from. He who overcomes. And there are certain promises for he who overcomes. I've actually put something here. It says here, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Holy Spirit is still talking to the church. It's never ended. He's still, and it's not to the church that he talks to Pastor Harold. The Holy Spirit talks to every single person. It says here, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat of the tree of life. And there are certain things God will give you if you overcome. And this is the thing. There's been a lot of talking, negative preaching about people's lives that you will not overcome. You will overcome. It is God's full plan for you to have a powerful, solid spiritual life. But it's by His Spirit, by the stirring up of yourself in the presence of God. And then it says here, I will give to him to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. You know what this means? Every time you choose to do God's will, every time you choose to do His will, to do His word on the inside of us spiritually, there's something birthed. There comes the fruit. And that fruit sustains you. And that fruit causes you to overcome. If people don't overcome, it's because there's no fruit. So we can eat here already, spiritually, of the tree of life. Right now, today, by making a strong decision, Father God, I will no matter what, I will bear fruit. 
I will bear fruit in prayer. I will bear fruit in my marriage. I will bear fruit in my giving. I will bear fruit in every area of my life. Once you've made that strong decision, you'll see, then you start praying about it. God cannot stop but bless you. It's impossible not to be blessed. Then there's, there's so much here. That's for another day. There's hidden manna. There's even a white stone which the Lord, you've got to go this afternoon and go and read the second and third chapter of the book of Revelation. And you'll quickly see with all of those churches what the Lord was happy with and not. And those things that made him happy is those things he wants birthed in our lives. And it starts with a deep, intense love with him. A deep, deep where you truly sit and meditate, you get to Him, and then you cannot but be the most on fire person in your, that you know. I, I, I absolutely, this is one thing I committed to in my young life. I refuse to let any person outstrip me with fire. <laughs> I, I made a decision in my life. When everybody's going to keep quiet, I'm going to speak. When, when, when everybody is going to stop doing their things for God, we will continue. And I must say, Gussie helped me a lot with that because I knew what I was going to get if I don't do it. But there are certain examples. Listen to this. Just coming now close to the end. Certain examples of prices that have been paid, of people that were truly on fire for the God. And the Lord Jesus is the greatest example. But here's a person in the Old Testament. Now, this is a bit extreme. Do you see yourself as, as an extreme person? Okay, let's see. It says here, Numbers 25, 6. And indeed, one of the children of Israel came and presented to his brethren, a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now when Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest saw it, here's a young man that saw something. There was a plague going on. God was busy dealing with his people. Because they fornicated and they did things outside of his will. So now things were happening. But there comes a person that saw that he could do something about it. Okay, this is extreme what this person did. But listen here. He rose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her body. So the plague was stopped amongst the children of Israel. And those who died in the plague were 24,000. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, he, he has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous with my zeal. This is where zeal comes from. It's not Georgia's zeal. It is because you spend time in the presence of God that the stuff of God starts burning on you. You cannot help yourself. The 
this is not an act. I've always been like this since I've got the Holy Spirit and I cannot help myself. And you can be the same. Why should we be timid? Why should we always be instructed? Why can't we just go and do it? Let the fire of God finally burn on us. Amen. Praise His holy name. And here's the Lord, the Lord Jesus. He walked, I think if my, my maths are right, the, he walked 80 kilometers to a Syrophoenician woman to cast the demon out and walk back. Represented in that woman is the Western world. We, the Lord took time, walked under the Father's, the Father God gave him that instruction, go there, cast out a demon, and then the Lord. How many of us would, we don't even want to drive 10 kilometers to church. How about taking an effort to make a difference? Now, if the Lord could do it, we can do it as well. And I have another example for us. And this one is personal to you now. So what I'm going to do now, you are going to take your name and put it in here. This is where King David spoke to his son and about his son. He said, and you, my son Solomon. All right. Now I want you to, if I say my son Solomon, then basically you mention your name. And, now, and you, my son George. Say your name. All right. Okay, get ready for what's on its way. It says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him whole, with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, this portion says he will reject so, is it personal to you? It's a season I really experience for our church. It's a season every person goes into. It's a season now of fruit bearing. It's a season you might have never been before in your life. But if you say, yes, Lord, then you sign up. Then you sign up. It's time to, it's, it's time to arrive. It's time that we get new cells going. It is time that we go out there. And the young people, they go out there. It's time, it's time. Now is the time. Amen. So, let me... I have this last minute. Please never be a boring Christian. Amen. You know, boring means ho-hum. Have you ever heard of ho-hum? How many have heard of ho-hum? I've never heard until this week. It's like, what? What is this? He said, some people are so boring. When you walk into a situation, people walk out. Mm, yeah, it's going to give me a deal. <laughs> Never be like that. You know, have a plan. Be under the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's never boring. <laughs> whenever I, whenever, sorry that I use the word I. But you should always challenge yourself. Always with every person. 
Holy Spirit, what do you want to do here? And then you, all those, you know, it's like, I'm ready. Are you ready? I see some people are reacting. You see, what does the Spirit say to us today? Many people want to be spiritually, spiritual without searching. We want to be religious without being radical. We want to be Christian without being Christ-like. And we want to be saved with any new surprise things that happens on the way. To be a truly spirit-led person is to be fresh every day. Please stand, church. Let me pray for you. Please lift up your hands in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Father God, Lord, we truly humble ourselves under your mighty hand. And Lord, we need your help. We are now coming towards Pentecost. There's, there's no person in this church that does not need a Pentecost experience. And Father God, we are ready for that. Lord, we pray now in Jesus' mighty name, Please stir us up in Jesus' mighty name by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody here in the church. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.